Hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Ponytails Podcast. This is Andres Gamboa, your host. Welcome to the show. If this is your first episode, thanks for being here. So excited. Uh, I am so glad that you are helping us, supporting us. You're listening because we care. Look at that. Welcome comedy is what that says now on the screen. If you're listening, you probably have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. But if you're watching, this is hilarious. Welcome comedy on air. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I love doing this whole thing. By the way, thanks to Hungu Kombucha, uh, one of our sponsors, exclusively partnering with us. That's all I get to drink, and it's delicious. It's good for my body. Um, cool. If you have not heard of an episode of us before, if you this is like your first time, let me tell you what we're about. Uh, we interview people who sold books door to door for 80 hours a week throughout their college summers for a company called Southwestern Advantage. Now, we're not affiliated with the company in any way. All we have in common is that we all, myself included, and all our guests, uh, with some special exceptions here and there, um, all went door to door for this company. Sometimes people sold for just one summer. Sometimes people sold for eight to 10 summers and then had a whole career in the corporate level of the company. Regardless, they're all welcome here. And they, we have them on to share their stories and experiences, catch us up on what they're up to now, how what they learned back then is affecting them for a positive or negative or neutral um, in today's world across all aspects of their lives. And it's become such a fun experience for me to be able to meet them and um, give them a platform to express themselves and share all of their stories. Have uh, have you not heard about us yet? <laughs> all the book people would be laughing about that now. We do like to say, guys, this is this is a financially monetized, whatever you want to call it, supported podcast. And we have some partners that we work with who are awesome human beings. We decided to keep it in the family. Uh, thankfully, we grew to a large enough number that it made sense for people to do so. But we wanted to keep it within people who were alumni who are doing really cool things in the community or just changing the world in their own way, taking over the world one day at a time. So what we asked them to do is to share some of the industry secrets, trade secrets, or things that works for them and their current companies or at their current jobs, and how you maybe can use some of these tips to improve your current status in your career or in your life. And we'll begin with Will Metcher. Will Metcher is one of my favorite people on the planet. Uh, one of my good buds. He's incredible. In fact, one of the reasons I moved to Portland, uh, even though he's not here anymore. But uh, he's hiring. He's one of the top coaches with Southwestern Consulting. And the way he does it is simple. He uses systems. Look, you're going to use systems if you want to scale anything. But uh, if you're curious about what a coach actually does, he has 30 different clients that he goes as deep into goal setting and training as your sales manager did with you while you were in Southwestern. So uh, imagine having like 30 first years you train with twice as, like twice a month. That's pretty uh, pretty impossible. Sounds like anyway, sounds pretty hectic, but his secret is that he uses Evernote. So that's his tip of the week is make sure you use the app Evernote to keep track of every single thing that you need. In his case, it's client goals. Um, our own Nick Tiverti even is one of his clients and he keeps notes on meetings, tax, and, and you know, helps him stay accountable to everything that he's planning on doing um, before their next meeting. So work with the best uh, and bring out the best in others is what he says. And you can learn those tips and tricks from Will if you need to reach out and we'll put you in touch with him. Uh, love you lots, brother Will. Uh, also, we're partnered with Elevate Wellness, taking fitness um, 
to the next level is what these guys are doing. And this is Seth Hood, Zane Gallagher are the two alumni that we are directly working with. Zane is actually in the middle of prepping for his next physique competition in February. So he's like one of the best people to learn from because he is crushing it in that arena. And of course, Seth as well, who had a very successful first and second year of, of competing. And so these are the guys that we're learning with, from. And here's the tip that they had for you if you're working out. Um, and you hadn't thought about this in a while, but hey, it's dynamic stretching versus static stretching. So dynamic stretching is what they recommend. It's a type of stretching that has you constantly moving and warming up instead of sitting and holding a stretch. Do it before workout to mirror uh, more of the workers that you're going to do for that particular set. It will prevent a lot of big and little injuries that can happen otherwise. So put that to work and check out his social media profile. That's at train with Zane on Instagram, or you can check out at Seth Hood as well. They have a lot of tips that they put out every single day if you are into the fitness world. And then, of course, Cardinal Senior Benefits. Uh, we are partnered with Quentin Roberts, and uh, he is just cranking. Him and his team are cranking uh, in the insurance, final expense insurance. All of the reps he works with are earning six figures. You're actually underperforming if you don't earn more than $200,000 in a year. Well, how the hell are they doing this? First thing to note is that over 10 thousand people are turning 65 years old every day so this is a tip of the industry it's something to think about and just some fun fact it's a massive need for what they have to offer in a rapidly growing demographic so simply put consider working in an industry that shows no signs of slowing down and if anything it's speeding up and uh part up with someone like him uh quentin to go and show you the ropes and and, and he of course has a track record to prove that he can help you earn that kind of money by helping people so if you're looking to increase your income uh free up some time we can get you in touch with him the fact is that his reps still earn that money by averaging about 30 hours a week in the field all while doing zero cold calling that's pretty crazy zero cold calling that's bananas to us in the book world uh for sure and the last bit of announcement guys sign up for our newsletter uh the colt c-o-l-t we went live we sent out the first newsletter first ever newsletter for the ponytails podcast on August 1st, September 1st is the next one. So make sure you sign up to catch that one. You can keep track of a bunch of different stuff. Things like what are happening in the podcast? What are we doing? What are we learning as we're growing a podcast? Maybe you're interested in doing your own podcast. Um, what are jockeys doing? More tips and stuff like that. We also have a, a little a funny section. And our favorite part, the trot setter. <laughs> trot setter is where you can keep track of your units, Y-O-U-N-I-T-S. Um, and basically for every time you share, like comment, or do something that is engaging with the podcast, we'll give you units and whoever has the most units at the end of the month is going to get prizes. So we give out merch, maybe a free ticket to Bizzler, depending on the month, whatever. Cool. So make sure you visit www.theponytailspodcast.com. That's the ponytails and stories, tales, podcast.com, uh, to sign up or learn more. Thank you so much. And now time for our guest today. Mm -hmm arguably our biggest fan i'm pretty sure she has been with us i mean hell if you have been listening to the show even regularly you'll see her name pop up if we go back and count all the units she could have earned i think she could probably take a year off of listening to our show and you would still not catch up if you did everything that you could possibly do angie quinones is with us here today she sold three summers for southwestern advantage from 2019 through 2021 so she went through the pandemic which is a really crazy time for the company and it's in general she was part of the jyd junkyard dog organization um went to the university or arizona state university actually asu uh originally from apple valley california but if you want to get a hold of her you can go to instagram and type in at the true love bug the true love bug 
uh, is her Instagram handle if you want to get in touch with her. And her favorite Ogmandino scroll was, I will greet this day with love in my heart. So we will be with her in just a moment. Angie Quinones. Ponytails podcast. Here we go. What is up? What's up, homies? <laughs> I love that intro you gave me. <laughs> Hell yeah. Welcome to the show. Finally. Oh my gosh. You're just you are you are such a cool human being, and I'm so happy to be doing this with you today. Oh, thank you. You're a cool human being. I'm pretty excited to be here. I, I like it's like kind of one of those fangirl dreams come true, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just it's such a weird thing right this whole show it's just honestly oh, yeah. it's weird i i don't know i mean I, it makes sense that we're doing how we're doing because there's so many book people that like to support each other but also how odd that this is even a thing <laughs> you know yeah how odd for you to have even like thought of it like that's crazy thanks covid crazy. that's what it is covid yeah. is COVID is what happened. How far back do you think that you listened? Like, what, what was the when? When was the first time you remember hearing about the show? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I, I, I guess it was probably right be a little bit before my third summer. It was definitely like, yeah, I want to say it was like October between like winter of like 2021, or nice. yeah, or 2020. I don't wait. I don't know. And then you binged when we started November of 2020. So that okay. Was so actually, no, no, no. I think it was it was like early 2021 is when I started listening to you guys. So yeah, I think it was like maybe f like four months into it, maybe is when mm -hmm. I started listening to it. Yeah. So yeah, it was like early 2021 because yeah, it was before my my third. Back year. in the day, we were still going live to the the yeah. Oh yeah, I was on I was on Facebook, I was on YouTube. I was really annoyed when you guys moved to YouTube because I don't I, I prefer Facebook. Like I don't know, I'm just like I know interact and when you guys went to YouTube, I'm like, dang, I don't see any of my comments. This is sad. <laughs> I know it's the worst. It well, it was worse for the people that love the Facebook, but honestly, YouTube is YouTube is such a better platform for many yeah, reasons yeah, right? For the, yeah. the seo and then also just the stats it's just much better so if you're listening and you want to start your own podcast and you want to know if you're going to do a video or not go to youtube definitely worth it absolutely so anyway thank you for being here i'm excited to talk to you and so let's dig right in i mean okay so you stopped selling books just this last summer so this is your first summer off like this is your yeah. friend so how do you feel and why the hell did you leave? <laughs> how did you oh, end up and, Okay, so, well, it, it's kind of been a weird summer. It was definitely weird leading up to the summer, too, because, like, I was still pretty involved in Southwestern. Like, you know, some of my best friends are, you know, in Southwestern still, like Elise Miller and Elizabeth Berry. Like, those are probably two of my closest friends from the company, and, you know, they're still selling. And um, 
and it was kind of just um and I was also I also helped out Elise with like um recruiting and like phoning and stuff every Sunday and then if I I had a goal every every week that I had to meet and if I didn't meet it then I would see her like the next three days to phone after work so I was pretty much like like I was surrounded by book kids like all semester and um you know there were even like bees that were like asking me for like advice on like recruiting and just you know like having a growth summer and just like from like just just questions of um you know things that i've learned and um and or even like why i chose to leave and so it was kind of it was kind of interesting transitioning and like it felt like i was supposed to be going you know like the days leading up to it, it was like oh like i feel so unproductive like i'm not doing any recruiting or I'm not doing any like like yeah like it was just weird it was like I mean yes I was like recruiting but for Elise you know it wasn't for me I wasn't having to like do any interviews or anything so that was weird because I feel like the last three three years that I've done it I, I'd never really like I, I always brought someone out every year but like I was um like I was really consistent or at least tried to be with like recruiting and stuff. So it was weird. It was weird for sure, but it was, it's honestly been really fun. I feel like I've, this is the first summer I've had in a really long time where I've actually gotten to celebrate my birthday. So that's kind of cool. Um, which just happened. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have a special connection on your birthday, which is really we do. odd. We do. Such cool. Happy birthday, by the way. Uh, this is being recorded in July still, so have, it was July thirteenth, right? Yes, July thirteenth. Yep, you're you're gonna always remember my birthday now. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm never gonna forget your birthday for <laughs> sure. Happy, I'll, I'll text you every year. I'll be like, happy fucking birthday, and I'll be like, happy welcome to America Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cheers to you. Cheers. Oh. Yeah, but um, it was my first time getting to celebrate, and it was just really cool. I celebrated it like three times. It was really awesome. Um, <laughs> I um, I learned. I I I found a new hobby. I started doing um, uh, paddle boarding. And that's been really fun. I've gone like every weekend and I feel like that's not something I would have learned, you know, had I got yeah. kept going. So um, I don't know. It's been really fun. It's been, and yeah, it's just been, it's just been a really fun summer. It's different for sure. I've gotten so used to working hard. And I mean, in, in some respects, like I still work hard, but like just like a different level of hard. So it's been really yeah. cool. Well, that's actually interesting that you say that because like, I don't know if your experience is in this now, but every once in a while, maybe on your birthday, this happened to you, or maybe people listening who sold like that first time you don't sell and you're sitting there on like that second Tuesday or third Tuesday of the summer. And you're like, maybe you're at the pool or you're shopping or something. And you think to yourself, Oh shit, I'm off schedule. <laughs> you feel guilty for even like thinking of going to the movies, uh-huh. even though you're like for sure not selling anymore. There's like this like I know guilt. it's so weird. Yeah, um, Maddie, Maddie Whalen, she was on an episode a few weeks ago. Um, she lives here in Arizona now, and like we've become really good friends since then. And like sometimes we'll think about it. We actually went to the lake, um, like uh, on a few days ago, and we're both like, whoa, like <laughs> driving uh, driving to it. She was like, it felt like I was going to a Sunday meeting. And I was like, right? Doesn't the drive like that feel like it, like up here? She's like, yeah, this is weird. And there's going to be no Sunday meeting. And I was like, I know, this is weird. And then while we were like chilling on in the water, we were on this like big floaty thing. And uh, we just both looked at each other. And we're like, whoa, like we'd be selling books right now. <laughs> it's, it's, odd. it's an odd like, feeling, which is not good. It's not a good thing. I feel like it I mean, is it's not a bad thing. Weird, for sure. It's it's definitely mixed feelings for sure. 
Um, yeah, weird. Do you miss it? Do you wish you would have gone back? Um, I mean, I think about it sometimes. I'm like, oh, like, you know, whenever I see people like post on Facebook, like, like on their page, I'm like, oh, like that must have been a cool family that they met, you know. But then it's like, yeah. mm, I don't know. I've made a lot of cool memories this summer and I wouldn't have had this summer had I chosen to, um, you know, continue selling books. And I don't know. I just feel like it happened the way it happened. And um, I guess that kind of leads into like the question of like, um, you know, why I left Southwestern. And for me, like, honestly, it was mostly just money. <laughs> that was like, um, like the biggest yeah. factor is as to like why I left. Cause just cause I got into so much debt on my last summer. Um, I, I know some people kind of know my story and some people don't. Um, so um, just to like condense it, um, my third summer was really rough. I literally the first day of like in-person sales school, I broke my foot and had to get surgery on it <laughs> and huge, huge stay, stay in sales school for three weeks three extra weeks i went through three sales schools my third summer fun fact Yikes. so um yeah that was the start of it and then you know i couldn't work for like the pretty much most of the summer i literally didn't start working till like i think like a week before my birthday which is like already like week what seven eight six i don't know something around yeah. there well so, well into the summer for yeah sure. so like it was it was it was really hard plus um i had my um little sister she she came out to sell as well and uh she was a walker so i had to um pick her up and drop her off every day and um yeah that was fun and i pretty much it, it was just it was, it was a rough summer for both of us too um financially and just like all of the above and yeah so it was, i was basically supporting her and myself and i wasn't working <laughs> and so that was the start of it and um my sister ended up crashing that car um literally i think it was like a like a week before my birthday or no like a few days it was like july it was like July 7th or 8th or something like that. Um, it was like right before. <laughs> and um, yeah, so then I had to get a new car and yeah, that was, yeah. So honestly, like it just, it just, it just, yeah, that was like the biggest thing. I just uh, got into a lot of debt and then I still owed Southwestern. I, oh, so I, um, yeah, I owed Southwestern. I, I, I sold, um, I, I don't remember the number. I think I sold maybe like 800 units in that like, short time frame that I did sell. Um, I think it was like five, five or six weeks, um, about 800 units. And um, I still, uh, because I just had so much high expenses and things kept happening, uh, I didn't remit enough money to the company. And I ended up having to owe the company, like, I think almost $4,000. So, wow. yeah. well, <laughs> and, so you know, people, and so people understand just because people listening might not really understand or hell, even people who did sell books might not even know that you could even have a summer like where this happens. So basically, um, long story short, all summer you're collecting money from families, right? And then usually it's half down when, when, when a person, when a family buys books, sometimes they pay the full thing, but sometimes they pay half down. Regardless, you only really keep what's in your budget on the week. So like your expenses, maybe a couple 500, $500 to $1,000 in emergency in case your car breaks down and you need something serviced on it. But really, you don't really keep much money with you. You send it all back, you remit it to the company. And then at the end of the summer, if you have a certain amount of remitting, remittance, they'll send you the books, right? And then you collect the second half of the order uh, from the money 
and essentially it's a 40% markup. So when you come back home or back to the, to the company, you have submitted 60%, right? 50 from the original and then another 10%, which is 60. And then you keep the last 40, right? So the way that you end up owing money is that you can't remit everything because you need it to like survive, to like eat, pay your rent, yada, yada, yada. So you don't remit as much. They still send you your books because you got to deliver them, but you didn't sell enough books to kind of cover what you owe and so you end up in the hole uh and so you ended up that's i i, I was in the hole th uh one thousand after my third summer four thousand dollars is rough rough yeah. rough rough <laughs> on yeah. a broken foot with a bad car yeah yeah it was literally it, i mean it was rough but you know my i mean like i was so focused on like my sister you know she was my first year and just first years in general i was like you know, I'm not going to quit. <laughs> and so, right. um, uh, yeah, honestly, sometimes I look back, I'm like, damn, I should quit. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it made me feel better at the end of the summer. That was a woman of my word. But yeah, honestly, that was ma mainly the reason why I didn't do, I didn't continue selling. It was just a really rough, like semester to come back to. I was really broke for a while. And like, I, was really struggling. Like I had, I had a student loan, so that covered my housing, but like food and like everything else, like I was struggling. <laughs> I, right. I starved myself for a good, like few weeks and it was, it was pretty sad. It was a really low no point. Yeah. And so like a really deep depression and whatnot. And so it, it was rough. It was a rough, um, I, and I've posted about this on my Facebook, my personal page and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like it was, it was definitely really, really rough. Um, time after the summer and that's kind of what you know i mean at, at that point i was like i don't even know if i want to live another summer let alone do another summer you know right. so, um yeah that's kind of why i decided to stop selling yeah so. that makes absolute sense holy cow so what did you what did you do like what did you hang on to where did you find like the the wherewithal to kind of go through that like how did you because because that's a deep place to be not I'm not even talking about financially. I'm talking about just in general, like mentally, emotionally. And so to, to, to kind of claw your way back out of that, that's, that's really difficult. How did you, how did you do that? Oh, it was, it was hard. I mean, I guess like, um, you know, at the end of the summer, like during um, like check-in, I was kind of, it was kind of easy for me to like put it to the side. Cause I was really focused on the first years, you know, they had just finished their first summer. I was kind of the, one of the only student leaders there to like, let them have like a fun check-in. So I was like really focused on them. And like, I, I really, really just like tried to focus on them to like <laughs> keep myself going um, during the summer. And then I guess, I don't know, after the summer, it was a lot of God really. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, I, I had a lot of help with a lot of mentors through Southwestern and um, just my personal life. Like uh, Trey, Trey Campbell, he's one of my good mm. friends and mentors. He helped me out tremendously throughout that time, just through a lot of prayer and just talking and um, kind of just bringing me back to God. Uh, we went to a mission trip together. So that was really cool. Um, Elise, Elise Miller, she was my student leader, the one that recruited me. Um, she helped me out a lot too, just like, just by talking to me and just like really just being there for me and just um, checking up on me. So that was really helpful. My friend Elizabeth Barry, she um, actually encouraged me to go back to therapy or go to therapy. And yeah, it's big. Yeah, yeah, she she was a super big help. That was something that I always put off in doing. And um, she was kind of like, 
you know, let's let's go walk to the counselor office at ASU. Like, I'll I'll stay with you in the office, wait for you. I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and so wow. um, yeah, I went back to therapy and kind of just started taking those steps to really just heal. And um, yeah, then I went to therapy for a while. That really helped. They um, pointed me to like a more specialized therapist because I guess I have PTSD. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, I would say that's accurate. Probably just other things in my life. I've had a very interesting life, but um, story for another time. <laughs> and um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I guess it was really just the people that were surrounded that surrounded me and encouraged me to like help myself kind of what got me through it um because i was definitely not um self-motivating <laughs> right well and it's okay to not be okay you know it's that's that's the biggest thing that i think people it, it's it's uh, man i could get on a soapbox about this i've done we talked about this on the show before oh, yeah. basically uh-huh. basically like it's hard for people who only sell a lot to understand what it's like because it's hard it's there's so much pressure and this is the part of southwestern that people don't want to talk about and that we've talked about here every once in a while but that's like there's so much pressure in like doing well and performing and none of you know i don't even know if it's intentional it's just like even within our community we just want to be competitive and we just want to like push each other but it's almost to a point where it's too far for some for some of us and it's not that's not a bad thing it just it's just understanding people in where they and where they're at right like there's certain situations like you hit a broken foot right that's gonna set you back a little bit regardless and so there's this yeah no it oh i remember going to check in and like i wanted to strangle this first year um it was actually yeah it was it was the first year i can't remember if it was in my org or just i don't know first year but like they're like you know like if we brought up like you know like oh like how'd you do how'd you do you know and um you know, I was honest. I was like, honestly, I didn't do that great, you know, because I mean, I only sold like less than half the summer and my foot was broken. I was, I was literally walking door to door on crutches. <laughs> and this first year goes, that's just an excuse. Like I had, I was a walker and I had like four, um, four car crashes and blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, fuck you. <laughs> like, sure. Like, fuck, yeah, fuck you, you might have all that. <laughs> You know, like you didn't have a broken foot. Did you? Did you go door to door on crutches? No. Okay, then you can't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Well, any oh, and even even more than that, it's like it's not an excuse. Right. You need help. You know, and it's 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 it, and even if it wasn't, even if you didn't break your foot and you didn't do that well, like that's okay. It's yeah. fucking okay. It's really okay. And we uh, Heather Dutton was, I think, one of the first people we talked about this on the show with, where it's like. I'm amazed that they don't have because PTSD is the accurate and correct term. Like I can just hear some Southwestern people right now going, no, it's not. Yes, it is. Right. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Even you who did well, you had moments in your summers that were rough. Some of them, some people have had even rougher moments, right? Some people had worse than a broken foot. Some people had worse than like some people have no people that like, have died i mean it's it's you know what i'm saying it's happened i know for a fact that it's happened and that's not talked about enough and so when people come out of that there's like no blanket to catch them right because the thing is they know that they're sending people to go do 
it, in some cases, the hardest thing that they've ever done. If not the hardest thing they'll do or they've done probably in a while. Yeah. And to not have like a safety net on the other end of that, on the back end of that, where it's like, hey, we're going to have you go talk to this therapist who does not work for Southwestern Advantage, but they're just a therapist. So you can mm -hmm. tell them what it was like and what you need. They're just going to evaluate you, make sure you're mm -hmm. okay, right? They're not going to try to tell you to come back or not come back. Just, you just go talk mm -hmm. to them. And you have yeah. to do that before you check out. Like that even fun. that would go so far into yeah. caring for the people that are making you money. <laughs> so it, it, it just, it just baffles me. And supposedly they're killing it. They're making enough money. So if there's ever a time to be able to invest into something like that, yeah. I feel like it'd be now. And I'm calling them out on it because mental oh, yeah. health is a fucking thing and mm -hmm. no amount of just squashing Mr. Mediocrity or self-talk is going to really help you with that. Sometimes it's a real thing that oh, yeah. you need to talk, to, talk through. So I'm sorry that you had to deal with that. And that's really hard. Thank you. But I'm, yeah. but I'm glad you're here. Yeah, me too. I'm glad. I mean, you know, I look back at it sometimes and I'm like, you know, like, I mean, I look at my foot sometimes and I'm like, man, it's fucking foot. <laughs> it's funny because like, <laughs> I remember <laughs> like talking to my DSL I, towards the end of my, my summer last summer. I was just really like, oh, like so done with my summer. I was like, I'm so done. Like, I feel like I can't get any momentum. Like, I actually did have a few of my best days, like ever, in all three of my summers on crutches, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, towards the end of the summer, I was kind of just done. Like, it was just like my car was having so many problems. I had to get the engine replaced. I just bought it. Like, it was just like so much. And I was just done. And I was just kind of angry, like, angry at like, just everything and like I remember talking to my DSL having a PC I was I had a follow day I was following someone and um I just remember telling him like it's oh, sorry that's my computer <laughs> um I just remember telling him um you know like I'm I'm angry like I, I feel like I should, like like none of this should have happened you know all that and like he was kind of like oh like you know kind of just I I was kind of angry even more because I knew what he was gonna say like I always try to guess what my DSL is gonna say and like when I'm right I just get so angry I'm kind of like oh like I knew you were gonna say that <laughs> and um like I remember saying like in my head like oh, he's gonna probably gonna say like oh you know um like 10 years from now you're not gonna think about this and you know 10 years from now like it's gonna be fine like you know blah blah and like, you know, you're gonna look at your foot, you're gonna be like, haha, like that's so crazy. <laughs> like, so sometimes when I look at my foot, I'm like, no, like fuck you. Like <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I have a scar no. used to be pretty. <laughs> so, listen, take it from someone who's interviewed people who sold in 1968, you will 100% think about it in 10 years. Like, yeah. I promise you, you fucking will. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna happen. And and here's the thing. It's not your DSM's fault because they're not professional therapists. Yeah. They're just sales managers. And their job right. is to motivate and to help as much as they can. But sometimes it's not what people need. Sometimes it is. Again, I'm to, to play the devil's advocate, like sometimes you, you knew what your DSM was going to say and they said it because you knew that that's what you needed to fucking do. Right? Yeah. Like it was like, a, I know. I know what I'm not doing and I need to do. Right. I know. Right? But that's different. That's it. And there's a fine line that, and sometimes you, that's not what you need. Sometimes you need to be like some, you need some empathy and you need yeah. some compassion. And that's not always the case when everyone's trying to always be positive, 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 yeah. positive. Sometimes yeah. you gotta be negative. 
<laughs> no, yeah. And, you know, it's actually really funny because so Elizabeth Berry, she she one of my really close friends and um, she was actually my OL last summer. And so she was the one that was like, you know, always trying to motivate me, always trying to like, you know, um, you know, hype me up and just like encourage me to like just do my best and whatnot. And it was actually really funny. She's going to hear this and just be like, fuck you, Angie. <laughs> but um, <laughs> um, she actually, so a few weeks before the summer, um, before this summer, uh, 2022, she actually injured her foot at GRS2. And um, later found out that she actually broke a couple bones in her foot. Uh, not as severe as I did because she didn't have to have surgery, but like she still had to wear a boot and stuff. And it was kind of like, like, it was kind of funny because like, you know, she was always telling me like, oh, like, you know, can't you, can't you learn how, well, when, when it first happened, she was like, oh, like you can learn how to drive with your left foot. And, you know, like just saying all these things and like, which I did, I did learn how to drive with my left foot. That was pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and like, she was trying to be like problem solving mentality. And, you know, she was always encouraging me to like walk faster or like just walk or like use my crutches and stuff. And I fucking hate those crutches. I hated them with passion going door to door on <laughs> sucks fuck yeah that's just terrible. <laughs> and um that's it was yeah and so it, it was um so leading up to the summer she was using crutches and like every time i was walking with her like i was walking so you know to like because i i know what it's like to be on crutches and she just looked at me she's like damn angie like you really did this and i was like i did do this she's like yeah yeah, yeah like that's right did. bitch yeah Sorry, <laughs> and totally. she was like totally no like, she's always been like that's badass you know but like now that she like had to go through that pain she was like fuck like i was too hard on you like she knew it too she was like damn like i'm sorry <laughs> i was like it's, it's okay. i understand yeah I, I get it it's just funny how when we were in it there were, we'd always try to find a way like every everything sucks the same and it's like no it doesn't there's something suck worse and it's okay you know because yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't trade me if you ask any manager who has a car would you switch and walk no you wouldn't Right. Of course he would, because yeah. you know it sucks. Worse, <laughs> it's okay. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, all right. Well, we can wind the clocks back. Speaking of, because we were talking enough about Southwestern, let's talk about. Well, actually, I'm gonna give a couple shout outs today. We can talk about how the hell you got into Southwestern in the first place. Is that cool? Yeah. So, uh, so let me give a quick couple shout outs. Yeah. Um, we're we're live with Angie Quinones. And she is one of our biggest fans. But speaking of big fans, uh, Pat Roach in Southwestern Real Estate, uh, they're home to some of our biggest fans. So Pat himself, of course, we loved having him and interviewing him on the show. But of course, people like Chris Q, uh, Meredith Garter, now Kelly, Tim and Sarah Goss, Greg Greeter, and a host of other people. But what they all do to find success very consistently is this. Here's their tip on how to improve your game in the real estate world or maybe in other worlds but they have 150 coffee dates or lunches per year that's it they each follow a system where they sit down and build relationships with 150 people people in a year or more and uh, they say front of mind with enough people that dozens of people come to them to either buy or sell their home or refer to refer friends so um talking with meredith she, meredith she says that um it doesn't even feel like working you're just kind of setting up like time to catch up with people and, and uh, many of their agents are just simply getting to know the life of their of their clients and just living life on their own terms because they get to schedule those things around their own schedule as they wish. Of course, they get to also succeed in a pretty lucrative industry uh, where most people don't make it, actually. So let's put you in touch with uh, Pat and come learn a little more about what they're doing over at Southwestern Real Estate. Great company to work with if you want to get into that industry 
for sure. Um, another shout out to Cardinal Senior Benefits. Of course, they're crushing um, the self, uh, the the life insurance game, and uh, the way they approach your business is how many of you uh, should, if it makes sense, for what you're doing. So one of his biggest technical advices from Quentin Roberts when in business is to become a broker, not a salesperson. After all, you don't actually work for the company you think you're working for. You work for the clients. So when you're able to truly look at their needs and best serve them with a product or service that's specific to them, they sleep better at night knowing that out of all of the available options, they got the best one in you. And you're able to sleep at night knowing that uh, you did what was best for your client um, while also having more money to take care of your own needs. So make sure you look at it from a service-minded perspective. Service-minded sales is the way you do it. Become a broker. Boom. So on that note... Time to rewind the clocks and go back in time to 2019. Before, doesn't that seem so fucking far away? Yeah, crazy. <laughs> you didn't even know, you didn't even know what COVID was. No. Yep, I, I saw the summer right before COVID. COVID summer. Oh, crazy. So let's wind the clocks back. How the heck did you first get into this whole uh, crazy internship with uh, with Southwestern? So I was actually a green sheet name. Do you, you know the green sheet? Yeah. For, for people that don't know, can you explain what that means? Yeah. So um, whenever someone goes to um, like a, a, a notebook or um, a informational. informational session. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> either before, or I think it's after the informational session, before they go into like the boats uh, on making you decide like, you know, are you interested or not, you know, um, they make you fill out this green sheet that um, you basically just um, put down any names and contact numbers of like your friends or just anyone you would recommend to do the internship. And um, so, yeah, so I was referred to by one of my friends from high school and it was actually kind of funny because I didn't know who it was until a year later when I tried to recruit her. <laughs> I, I like phoned her one day and she was like, oh, yeah, I think I went through the interview process with um, this girl with curly hair. She was really tall. <laughs> Elise? Yeah, yeah, Elise. And um, like I remember like showing Elise like a picture of her. She's like, that's the girl that like wrote you down as your like on her green sheet. And I was like, what? Crazy. So um, I, the whole time, I really didn't even know that I was green sheet name until like literally like a year later. I thought, I just thought she just, honestly, I didn't even think much of it. I was just such a buyer that I was like, sure. You're a pony. <laughs> yeah, I was definitely a pony. I, um, I just remember going to the informational session and um, it was actually right before I, I was doing this, like, I was like in this poetry um performance thing and I had um I had to meet up like with the girl that I was like performing with and I remember telling like the um the person that was like doing the info uh Danny Johnston uh, he like asked like is anybody um you know can any like is everybody able to stay for like the hour and I was like mm, I have to leave early and they're like mm, maybe you should come back and I was like mm, I don't want to come back so I'll just stay here and just be late to my other thing and so <laughs> I remember going through the, the the informational session I was like oh traveling that seems cool I've never really been outside of Arizona or California where I'm originally from so um yeah, then I went to the interview and process, and I kind of just like 
got more excited every day and uh my my emotional roller coaster was more like like i, I like I really kind of just like hell yeah let's do this <laughs> so you are yeah. such a pony <laughs> i'm such a pony. It's so bad travel money yes yes <laughs> helping people yeah, and honestly nice. that was another thing for me too i was like ooh, helping like hey i at the time i wanted to be a doctor so i was like yes families yes travel <laughs> yes money yes where did you go that first summer Ugh, mississippi I, uh, every time I say that state, it just gives me <laughs> every single America, time. America has a butthole. Mississippi. It's in Mississippi. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's rough, man. That's, that's, well, it, in a weird way, it's not as hot as Arizona summers, but it's oh, worse. It's so muggy. That's what makes it worse. It's Arizona's a dry heat. Like, like when they say dry heat, like they're for real. It's a dry heat. And Mississippi, ugh, it is a wet heat. Oh my gosh. I lost so much weight that summer just just sweating. Just because I sweat just, all day. Just being outside. <laughs> just... All day. Just sweat. Sweat. Ugh. Ugh. That's the worst part. And the worst part is that's the state that probably needs help with education the most. It, it really does. And honestly, well, the worst part wasn't even the weather. It was just like the racism out there. Like I was, it was such a culture shock for me going out there. Cause like, I don't know, growing up, um, well, when I, when I like growing up in Phoenix, like in the Phoenix area, oh, there's like a lot of minorities. Like my school, my high school was like the like most diverse high school in like all of the greater Phoenix area. Like we had like all oh. of the types of like like um uh origins of places and the white like white people were a minority and like oh, i had wow. two white friends and they were the only the only white people in the school and so going to mississippi i mean like there were different parts of mississippi but um it was just crazy because there was like i never met any brown people any any colored people any any like anything like it was always just like all purely white or black and like yeah, nothing in between, and like all the white people hated the black people. The black people like were just like aggressively yeah. racist. It was just yeah, it was racist. It was crazy. It was yeah, it was it was wild. I think it was. I don't. I think they just changed it. Maybe not. I should look this up. Or Amy, if you can look this up, I'm pretty sure at least until the last couple of years, Mississippi still had the Confederate flag within its flag for the state. I think that was a thing. Like. I that's the kind of place you were at. And now we've heard good things about Mississippi, but honestly, most people that have been on here have had pretty similar feelings to you. Yeah, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I met some really cool families. I can Facebook friends with some of the families that I met in Mississippi. Um, and, you know, it was it was just, I, I just, yeah, it was just ugh, not a place you want to be if you're brown. <laughs> yeah, no, I understand. I think also Andrews uh, or somebody... I can't remember one of our European guests. I don't know. I think it was Andreas, but it could have been before. But anyway, one of them mentioned that they sold to Mississippi and they had never seen a black person before. Really? Or when they came, yeah, because they were from like Eastern Europe. There's like no black people there. Yeah. <laughs> and so like he gets to he gets to Mississippi and he's just like knocking on like predominantly black communities, and he's just like what the fuck like he doesn't know 
what to say, you know, because he's like, you know, and he learned about this amazing culture. And it was one of the most rewarding experiences for him because he learned about that culture. Um, and so, and okay, here we go. Here's the flag. Oh my God. Look at this. Oh, Angie popped up for just a second. She'll be back. Oh my gosh. This is crazy. They still have this. They recently had a campaign to change the state flag. There's legit like <laughs> the Confederate flag. That's crazy. Um, while we wait for Angie to return, um, I will talk a little bit about a couple of announcements. Actually, let me talk a little bit about our, some of our partners and then we can uh, uh, just wait till she returns. Um, but yeah, uh, quick, quick intermission here. Um, wanted to shout out Enlight Energy and Julio Hernandez. Uh, they want you to know that the solar industry right now is the wild, wild west. So some companies are overcharging clients by lying through their teeth, sometimes not intentionally. And, uh, they're creating a bunch of bros to do the same. So when you go and get into an industry like that, it's important to work and learn from people who aren't just, you know, doing it as a fad, but actually as a career. And at Enlight, their leadership is over, I think, 35 years of experience in the solar industry. And so, um, you know, they're dedicated for it for the long haul. So join them at, at a really important time in the industry where homeowners are reaching out in droves just to learn about saving money. It's so crazy that, like, People don't really care about saving the planet. When I was selling solar, it was just more about saving money. Um, but yeah, anyway, make sure you guys reach out. It's a very important time for the solar industry right now. It's especially with the rising costs of energy. Yeah, huge. Uh, quick shout out to V Designly for helping us do our website. Oh my gosh. We are um, working on it and websites always are evolving. Uh, but they have a couple of uh, ideas on how to make sure that you are making the most out of your online presence. And first of all, it's just having one, not just on social media. When someone goes into your business Instagram profile, they're looking for your website. They're going to look for your bio. They're going to click on your website. If that website is broken and doesn't share your mission, then what the hell are you even doing? So get your website upgraded and simply just started and you make it hugely forward in your business. That was their advice. And then last quick word about Carter Senior, Senior Benefits. They started with us. I think three, three or four months ago now, they have four people who have been recruited because of the podcast. And one of the main reasons that people are moving there is because they have some of the best cultural aspects of Southwestern, but uh, they got rid they got rid of some of the shitty ones, like the 80 hours a week or the cold calling or the lack of freedom and flexibility. So you can make pretty good money. Their top earning agents are making between twelve dollars to $15,000 a week, averaging about 34 hours, um, maybe 32 to 34 hours. So if you... I uh, have mentioned it before. If you've thought about it before, Cardinal is on growth mode. If you want to find out why so many people are going to work there and just kind of get involved, learn a little bit more information. We can't promise you a job, but we can definitely guarantee you an interview. And of course, if you want to refer someone, there's a $500 bonus in it for you. Um, and so now, yeah, Woo, Angie is back. I'll put her back on the screen. Boom. What up, girl? It's okay. <laughs> It happens no we don't care it's we're totally flexible i can touch my toes it's all good anyway did you see that did you see the flag oh yeah. okay oh, okay that's cool yeah that would be cool Rough. it's cool yeah. to change it because that confederate flag is it's crazy that that's still a thing you know oh, what i'm yeah. saying and, and people, people are like, like proudly like like 
put it up on their house, like purely just a Confederate flag. Like I remember like every time I passed by a house like that, I was always so scared to knock on the door. I was like, fuck, either they're gonna um, throw rocks at me or they're gonna love me. Either way, I'm gonna be nice to them. <laughs> that was my self-talk. <laughs> That's great self-talk, actually. <laughs> Full disclosure. What was like the biggest, like the most surprising time where you're like, they're totally going to be not nice and it surprised you? Or the other hand, where you thought this is going to be great and then they were like super shitty. Do you have any, you have, can you oh, yes. that? Oh, gosh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, I'll do the second one first. So, oh my gosh. Okay, so there was this one time where um, I was kind of like, it was like deep neck of the woods, like deep country. And so like, you know, um, I knocked on every single door in my county, every single door in every county that I was in, like, or, for, or if I had like really good pre-approach, I would knock, you know, you know, I just knocked on every single door that like, yeah, you know, I was pretty good at like, just like knowing that I was everywhere in my, in my area. And um, so I would go into like the deep nick of the woods, like where you wouldn't think there was a house back there, but I would go because I'd be like, I don't know, is there a house back there? My map doesn't show me, so I'm just going to go. And then, you know, I would find myself surprised, like, oh, there's a house back here. And um, that definitely scared a lot of people because <laughs> they'd be like, what the yeah. fuck? Like, who's, you know, knocking on my door, like, in the middle of nowhere, you know? And yeah. um, I remember, like, I met this lady that was, so she was Hispanic, and I was really shocked. She was probably, like, the one out of three Hispanic people that I met my, like, all my summers um or I guess that first summer and um like I I remember I was like oh yes like a brown person yay like <laughs> finally <laughs> and like like I used to my first approach and like she's just like like you know she's kind of like a little like on edge kind of like you know like who are you and she know you know she goes like wait what'd you say and so like I go into my second approach and then she kind of like like kind of like comes forward a little bit but like like in an intimidating kind of way and i was kind of just like uh you know like kind of started going towards like getting like my book to just show her a demo show her the books and then i realized you know blindly i was not paying attention there was a gun in her hand pointing at me <laughs> oh shit. Like, don't reach your bag <laughs> she said that she's like don't reach for your bag and i was like Oh, oh, <laughs> okay. I'm I'm backing up. Like I was just like, what the fuck? Like I did not expect that. I was so excited because she was brown. Like I was like, oh my goodness. And um, yeah, so that was my first summer. <laughs> that was in Mississippi. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, okay, like I'm just gonna get my bag and go to my car. Like no harm. Like I promise. Like, I'm just, yeah, like, I'm just gonna go and then, like, I, like, slowly grab my backpack and, like, just, like, slowly walk, like, back towards my car and drive the fuck off. <laughs> and, like, I remember, like, being so overwhelmed. I was like, holy fuck, what did just happen? Like, I was I about to die? Like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> I did not expect this to happen. Ah, that was not on the suck list. <laughs> problem solving, problem solving. What's the problem solving formula? Ah, <laughs> knock on the next door, knock on the next door. Like, I was just like, oh, crazy. So overwhelmed. so overwhelmed. 
and like I just remember like right I like pulled into like the next house that I saw and like before I like left the the car I like burst into tears for a good like fat minute and then I was like okay we're good go <laughs> so, yeah, that easy. yeah that was definitely one thing where it was kind of yeah definitely scary wow yeah, and then uh, the other one, actually, I would say it's one of my pony stories. So I'll save that one for later. So wait for that. Okay, yeah, I like because you, I love those. I love those when people prove you wrong, and you and you learn. Ah, you know, not everybody. Yeah, you know, don't judge it by the cover or oh, the blinds, or the siding, or the porch, or the trucks, or the flags. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's all the different ones. That's crazy. So you get back for two more. What was it like selling in COVID? And where the COVID. hell did you sell that summer? Yeah, COVID. Um, I actually I did about the same as my first summer. Um, I didn't really grow. It, it was kind of like I think I grew maybe like by two hundred units, but um, it was definitely like um, I could have done better. You know, I could have definitely prepared more. Um, yeah. And um, it was it was definitely it was hard. The one of the hardest things that I thought during like COVID was finding host families. That was probably like the oh, most. Oh yeah. Like that was like really hard because like I don't know I felt like a lot of a lot of pressure on myself because I had an HQ and I was like one of the only girls out of the student leaders that had an HQ like on my own and like I was just living with one other girl and she was a walker and it was just like really overwhelming because it was like oh like you know I have to find this HQ and you know the other girl HQ it was it was two student leaders and like three other like first years or something like that or two other first years and um and like you know they had already had their like host family set up it was an alumni like it was really cool like and nice. so like i had to stay um at an airbnb for like a good couple weeks and like i was knocking like you know trying to find trying to look for um a host family and like everybody like i met so many cool people but like their biggest like objection the biggest objection i got was you know, COVID, like, I'm scared of COVID, like, you know, and, like that was just, like, because right, you're going to be talking to people, bringing it home. Yeah, and so, like, that was just, like, the biggest thing that was so frustrating, because it was, like, oh, like, I'm meeting so many cool people, and, like, they totally want to host me, but, like, they're scared of COVID, and, like, a lot, of, it was, like, a lot of old people, or, like, people that were, like, single, but, like, like, taking care of their parents or their grandparents, and it was, like, right. you know, I don't want to, I don't want to bring it to my, to my grandparents or whatever, and it was just, like, Oh, like so I actually ended up not even finding the host family myself that summer. I um well the this the first year that I was living with me, she quit like week two or three. And so I just ended up moving in with that other HQ, which you know, it was awesome. My my um host family, yeah, my host mom was really awesome. She sold a summer, actually she's she's an alumni, she sold a summer um like in the early nineties and uh, she's really cool. So we'll she get was, her on the show. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah but, um yeah but that was probably like the most stressful part is just finding yeah. a host family and even like I, I ended up finding most of the host families for like my whole org that summer um with help with like one like someone another student leader found like one other one but like i just remember like when i was calling through that list like covid covid was just like the biggest objection i got and oh so where were you where was that mississippi and then where was the second summer Oh, so that my second summer that was in Wisconsin. Ah, yeah, yeah. That was cheese cool. land. Cool, Jeez. not as hot, not as hot. No, it was really cool, really beautiful. My last two summers were very cold places. Yeah, so I was in Wisconsin my second summer and upstate New York my third summer. 
Oh, dude, upstate New York, though. Woo. Yeah, beautiful. That was my favorite oh. territory. Oh, yeah, it was gorgeous. Loved it's it. amazing. It's gorgeous oh. up there. Where, where in upstate? Um, I was, like, near the Binghamton area, but my host family was in Syracuse, like, that area. Gotcha. I sold in Wellsville and, like, Hornell and – or Hornell and kind of that area. Yeah, more a okay. little bit more. further from there, yeah. uh, west from that, yeah. But yeah, it, that was a good time. Good yeah. time. Just south of Rochester. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was, yeah. There was like two orgs in like my org and like split it. And one of the orgs was in that area. The other org was like in our area. So. Yeah. Love. That's beautiful. That's, and people, that's, that's probably the nicest place where people were. Like people were so nice in that area. Honestly, yeah. Like it was, it was kind of cool. Cause like, uh, it was so, actually re like really easy for me to find a host family in, in New York. Like I found mine within like a week, I think. I think I, I stayed in Airbnb one week when I, when I first got to, to New York after like my broken foot and stuff. And like I was like the last person, you know, on my org <laughs> coming out from sales school with my sister and we didn't have an HQ. And actually some of my some of the other student leaders didn't have an HQ yet either. Um, but like I remember I just like posted like on some different like church groups and like I'm I'm a very churchy person and so you know people saw that people were like damn Jesus is in her <laughs> so like yeah. it was just so easy to find. <laughs> yes <laughs> um <laughs> um for me to for me to find a host family like like three different families messaged me and I was like wow this is like the easiest that like this has ever happened what the heck like what um and like I think some yeah so yeah New York, New York people are That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, nah, I love New York. New York was, I don't know, that was my first summer. It was my best summer. And oh, yeah, okay. And it just, it's just really cool. The, the beautiful scenery when you're driving home at night after it's not too hot. Like it's still, it still gets hot, but it's not like super, super hot. And you still like when you're driving home at night, it's just a beautiful drive, home, especially through the oh, upstate yeah. area of like with, mm -hmm. the mountains. The mountains. It's oh, really so nice. Yeah, it's really pretty. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ugh. It's yeah. It's crazy because like I, I don't even think there were, there was maybe like one or two days where it was like really hot, but like most of the summer I was wearing a sweater and leggings. No way. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Like like it was wow rainy, but mostly windy, mostly cool weather. It was really nice. Yeah, I had I had hot summer. I mean, I was I remember specifically thinking that ah, I thought it was supposed to be cooler because it's further north than Nebraska, but this is hot. Um, Some of think it was hot. But you know what else too was was really nice about New York is that the, the people there, it's in upstate New York, they were, are so open to education. It was okay. so easy to get people to talk about like their kids yeah. and how they were doing in school and like they were it's different. I don't know. Something about that oh state God. was just it was just different. It was just no, really good. It, it was really cool. Like I, I think it was actually my best year in in customers that I got. Like I, I sat down with so many families, and they might not have been like big packages, but like I feel like I just like I had my most customers in that summer because like literally everyone sat down with me, and like mind you, like I was, I mean I was on crutches, so I wasn't getting thirty demos. I was getting like 10, 15 demos. Uh, maybe right. 20 <laughs> um but you know um like literally everyone sat down with me so like yeah it was it was pretty cool it was pretty cool. yeah i loved it i loved i love it so that's so dope hell yeah good summers three summers all check out that's that's pretty legit and you know despite having a little bit rougher third summer overall a pretty solid career i feel like in your in your in your yeah. southwestern anything is there anything that like 
that you that you hold well i guess this could be part of the ponytails but like when you look back on on all the things that you learn is there like is there a lesson that you're applying to your future because like i guess what's what's the future for you now you you're no longer selling books so what are you doing for work and what, what's what's kind of like the next three to five years look for you yeah um i mean <laughs> right now i'm working at a preschool as a preschool teacher it's pretty cool nice. um something that like uh southwestern like i was always excited to learn about it was always a part of my goals every summer was just like you know, this is a summer that I'm going to learn how to be like the best mom I can be or the best wife I can be, or, you know, like something along those lines. And like, I really took that to heart because like, I don't know, like my dream, when people ask me like, what do you want to do? Like, what what's your goal in life? This may sound silly, but <laughs> my goal is really just to be a stay at home mom. Like, I, that's all I want to do. I just want to be a stay at home mom. <laughs> I, that's I don't not really, silly at all. Yeah, and like that's, I don't know, I, just, cool. like, I used to I used to want to go into like the medical field and be like a doctor or something, but like I don't know, I just learned that my passion is kids, and like I really just enjoy kids, and I just I feel like my calling is just to like prepare my own kids for this world and just like you know make them help them make it a better place than we found it. So for me, um, that's kind of what I've been doing. I've just been like kind of telling myself like, oh, like what can I do to like, and, and I feel like Southwestern helped me with that mentality. You know, like yeah. I would always. Say, you know, Southwestern is going to help me with this and this and this. And now it's like, it's just helping me do that same like thought process with everything else I do. So I thought I'd be a, you know, a preschool teacher just to really learn, you know, kids and their early stages. And um, now I'm in, in, in the infant's classroom. So I'm with the little itty bitty babies. And it's pretty great. <laughs> I love it so much. And um Bless yeah, you. So I guess, yeah, like the next <laughs> years, I mean, I don't know. I, I've just got into a relationship recently, too, and um, that's been looking pretty cool. So I don't know, maybe hopefully like marriage in the next few years, hopefully maybe starting that family. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's kind of just what I've been doing. Heck yeah. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. We, we talked about that on the show before, but it's cool to hear from people every time because those are the little things you didn't expect to learn that you learn. You're like, wow, I, I definitely figured out how to not be and how to be, you know, when it comes to this, oh, yeah. you know, when it comes Absolutely. to marriage, when it comes to parenting. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like I, yeah, I take that lesson to heart for sure. Like I've learned so much. Heck. Hell yeah. I love it. I love it. Angie Quinones. All right. Well, let's, uh, you want to roll into ponytails, some ponytails? Yeah, sure. Let's do this. You had a good one. It sounds like. So yes, I, I guess okay. how many, how many do you have? Is it, do you have, uh, sometimes it could be 10, it could be five, it could be one. Uh, you, I would say, you want. This is like my like one that like, I like, I will probably always remember. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah. Like this I is mean, the big one. This, yeah. This one's like my, my favorite like story. Like, oh, I just, I love her. I just, oh, I love this family. Um, <laughs> I yeah. love, I love these. These are my favorite. I love these. Yeah. So um, it was actually my first summer. <laughs> I, I never really had a, a big pony like this after after either my second or third summer. It was my first summer. Um, I remember, like, you know, I was in Mississippi. I was really hating my turf, really just like, ugh, like, you know. I remember I started the day, like, um, um, just, like, not really knowing where I was going, kind of just, like, I was really unprepared for my morning. I, like just like found a dot of a house that I hadn't knocked on yet because like I didn't really have any morning gravy and so like I just pinned that house and started driving there you know got there 
um my goal every day of my first summer was to start like no no earlier than or sorry no later than 750 so i think i got there like 7 like 47 or something like that and like it was actually this like it was actually like a whole like dirt road of like three different houses and like like, like i don't know if you if you like mississippi it's like a lot of family streets and stuff like that so yeah you know, like, like like you like you drive down this long driveway and it's like uncle mm-hmm. aunt mom and dad grandma yeah. <laughs> like it all in the same kind of like kind of driveway yep. yeah. yeah 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 so it was one of those things where like i knocked on the first house you could tell it was definitely like you know an older couple like it was just like you know like one i think you know one or two cars but like they were like definitely like grandparent cars and like you know um so like i knock nobody answers and you know this was just really just to get like my first knock you know out of the way I go to the next house, you know, it looked like they could have been grandparents, but like, you know, like you could definitely tell that there were old people there. So, knock, you know, no answer. So I go to the last house on that. Well, there was actually two more. Well, yeah, the one house and it was like a trailer leading to the back. But so I knock on this door and like, oh, mind you. Okay. So I guess I should tell you background. Um, so I actually had really bad PR at one point in my first summer. Oh, like, shit. Really bad PR. Like, like, you know, like, um, you know, like abducting kids and stuff like that, you know, and like, mind you, oh, I also had a red, bright red Camaro uh, with Arizona license plates. So like, I was like, I was getting pulled over left and right. I got pulled over so many times in my first summer, so many times. Also for people who like, cause we don't have this on the screen, but PR, bad PR means like, for when, when they in reference to booked people means that a lot of moms are talking about you on Facebook and it's not good. It's yeah. not a positive, it's not a positive thing. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, yeah, I had bad PR at one point, but I actually fixed it up really quick. Like, cause I, I had sold to like a couple different cops. And so they were like, no, she's legit. Like, you know, and they were defending me on Facebook and like, it was really cool. Um, but like, I was really like, after like that really killed my attitude having that bad PR. Cause it was like, fuck, right. I don't want work like i like i don't know if like someone's gonna like recognize me and like think that i'm you know because like literally it was it was sad because like I, I at first when i didn't know what was going on like i would approach people's doors and they would like like literally go hiding like if i or like if i would approach them like <laughs> at their, like at like like they were in their front yard they would like literally run to their door and like lock the door behind them and like i was like what the fuck like that was hbhers like, yeah like to the max and so I was just like, okay, like, that's weird. And then I just remember like, yeah. And so I remember um, when I found out what was happening, like this girl was like keeping her distance and she was like, mm, like, I know who you are. And I was like, girl, who am I? Like, like, have you seen me on Facebook? Like, in like a positive way. And she was like, oh yeah, I've seen you on Facebook. And I was like, wait, what does that mean? <laughs> and then she like showed me this post and I was like, oh my gosh, like what? Like, no, ah, you know? And like, right. Yeah. So anyways, so anytime I knocked on someone's door and like, they like started to be like, Oh, like I recognize you. I always got so panicked. I was like, Oh fuck. Like what? Oh, you know, are they going to call a cop on me right now? Like, what's going to happen? Like, oh. and then, so mind you again, this is like, we're, it's like seven fifty-five at this point now, you know, I've knocked on the third door and, um, so, um, I can hear like in the, like inside the house, like I definitely woke up the family, like there's dog barking, um, you know, the kid, like a kid screaming and like mom, you know, trying to calm him down. And like, she came out 
in her pajamas and like a like a hair bonnet thing and like um I remember like she was just like hold on like hold on you know and as I'm like you know waiting at the door like waiting for her I see like her like this bench that has like her family name on it I was like oh like the scrugs like I swear I've sold I've sold to a family before with that last name I wonder if they're like in relation or something you know probably in Mississippi (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um (laughs) and so um you know i was waiting and like it was was taking a couple minutes i was like "Mm, i like go to the next house i don't know like what do i do and so she opens the door and she's like oh it's you and then she slams the door on me and i was like ah fuck <laughs> guess i gotta go oh, and then she like comes out and she's like wait wait wait, no don't leave don't leave don't leave i, I just gotta go put some clothes on please come in come in <laughs> I was like, oh that took a turn like what <laughs> and um so i was like oh okay so like i like walk in she like tells me so i'm on the couch and i'm just like sitting there like okay like waiting for her to come out with some clothes and like her this little girl is like just sitting on the couch next to me, just like playing with my long hair and like messing with my leggings <laughs> and just like, you know, messing around with me. And like, I'm just like, okay. And she was just like, oh my gosh, I have been waiting for you to knock on my door. And I was like, wait, what? You like, you know who I am in like a good way? <laughs> and she was like, huh? yeah, like I've seen you all over Facebook and I'm so sorry what happened to you and like what they accused you of. Like, that's so terrible. Like, oh my gosh, like you know, uh, one of my like nephews actually bought some books from you. And I was like, oh, like Nate Scruggs or whatever his name was. And um, she was like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like so cool. And she was like, yeah, and, like you you sold to this person and this person, this person, this person, like just listing all the names of like all the people I've sold to that she knows. And she's like, I've literally been waiting for you to knock on my door. Like I've asked all my neighbors that I've seen like on Facebook, like, you know, like, yeah, like, what do you got? Like, tell me, like, show me. And I was like, okay, like, yeah. gotta love those. The this, yeah. And then, and I was like, okay, so like, I started going into like the like intro with like, and then like, I started kind of, I think I, I went into like the, I think I went into like the kids' books. I think that's what I first went into. And she was like, like, after I like did the demo and I like, I, I did the clothes, I like, or I did the price buildup, I did the clothes. And she was like, cool. What else yeah. And I was like, oh, um, the black books. <laughs> and I'm like, I go that. <laughs> Price build up clothes. Cool. What else you have? <laughs> uh, I'm like getting terrified because I'm like, ah, like, I don't know any other sales. Like, oh, Bible library. Uh, Dude, it's a very shitty demo. Cookbook. Very, <laughs> very shitty clothes on that. Cool. What else do you have? I was like, ma'am, I don't know what else I have. This, this I don't know. Like those are like the three things that like I showed her, and um, she was like, cool. Like no, but then she was like, oh, like I don't get paid till like like tomorrow or whatever next week or something like that. And I was like, oh like at first i thought she was gonna be like a like a week order or like you know like just like a no and then she was like she was like well can i like put like my card in and you can like take it out tomorrow and i was like yeah but like you know like can we at least put like a minimum down for like you know like 50 bucks and she was like you know like no i don't i don't have any cash on me and i was like about like about like 25 bucks you know like just like like so i can make it a strong order and so 
she was like, hmm, do you take quarters? And I was like, yes. <laughs> and so she like went digging for her, digging through like her room, came back with like a big Ziploc bag full of quarters. And we counted $25 out in quarters. <laughs> and she was a strong custy and it was really awesome and then uh it was it, her she her the her story was really cool too like oh, i love this family too because um it, she uh, actually adopted her daughter her daughter was like eight years old and she already had like this lady's like kind of already a, a little grown she has like a daughter that like has their own kids and like she actually adopted her and her daughter adopted like the family it was really cool it was just a super wholesome family and like, you know, I definitely misjudged her at first because I thought she would be mean and like, you know, run me off. But like she was ended up being the super most sweet person. And then when I went back for deliveries, oh my God, that bucket was so heavy. Oh, no, no. Okay. So and then she was like, hey, like my daughter actually lives down that trailer down the road. Like you should try to sell her some of the kids' books, you know? And so like I went to her daughter's and her daughter like gave me a money objection. She's like, oh, like we just can't afford it. So then she texted me later that night and she was like, hey. Like, I wanted to give my daughter a chance to, like, look at the books and see if, like, she wants to buy them on her own. But, like, since she can't, I want you to order two sets of everything. And I was like, on, dude. I was like, what? That's everything. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, my God. I, like, I like called Elise that night. I was like, is this allowed? Like, what do I do? Like, what? And, like, so, like, I was just like, yeah, like, like tack on. Yeah. And then, like, oh, my God, it was just, wow. It was just, like, whoa. It was, like, the biggest, coolest thing. Um, That's a pony. Oh, yeah. And then when I came back for deliveries, pony. I still tacked on things on her, on her onto her. Like, I, I tacked on, like, all the, like, smaller books, like the cookbook, the encyclopedia, like, like all just, like, all. I literally, she, I think the only thing that I didn't tack on with to her was the ACT, SAT prep and the um, honors book. For like out of the six right. books, that was the only thing. And she was like, she was like, that's very customer minded. That's pretty good. That was very customer minded. That's a good customer oriented. That was really good. Really nice of you. Yeah. So it was really cool. It was like, whoa. Like I just felt so like, oh my gosh. And it was like my best. It was like the last. It was like one of the last weeks because that's actually how I hit. I want to win. Uh, ooh, my bat. I got my bat. Let's see the bat. <laughs> There's your I want to win. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the force so, gives uh, out uh, lightsabers. I forgot JYD gives their bat. That's your yeah. bat. Go bat. I want to win, baby. That's awesome. But yeah, that's how I won. I want to win. It was really cool. It was. It was fun. It was awesome. But yeah. That that was probably my biggest pony story. <laughs> that I've that's a legit. We haven't had a legit pony story in a while. So oh, oh yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, pony. Pony, she's <laughs> that is a full blown pony. Hell yeah! Woo! And we've arrived, Angie Quinones. We have arrived. Thank you. We have. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, holy moly! Ah oh, man, what a cool like, ah, what a cool story. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you. Thank you so much for wanting to be on the show, for finally being on the show. I was we, like, I told you, we had messages. I'm like, whenever you're done selling books, we're going to get you on the show. So, you know, we, when we, we were at a different spot, both of us, and now look where we are. And I'm happy that it happened now. 
not happy oh, yeah. that it's happening how it's happening so that's pretty legit um so heck yeah uh so thank you and 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 number two is i'm so proud of you because a year ago you were having one of the toughest moments of your life and here you are pursuing something that you love and doing what you love and you know finding uh you found love you found your faith you found a, a job that you like it's cool you're doing it, it and i'm proud of it you. Is cool. so i'm happy that you're taking care of yourself and i'm happy that you're i'm, ha I'm proud of where you're at thank you thank you it feels good listening to that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And hope you enjoyed your time on the show. Was it okay? Was it? Was awesome. it? Was yeah, it really? I feel like it was pretty good. <laughs> like I feel like we like I feel like I talked too much about like two little things, like too many little things. Nah. But like it was good. I feel like it was a good episode, and I'm sure I'll be back on later on. Heck yeah. So, <laughs> I feel yeah, like it's a intro to me as the number one biggest fan of Ponytail's podcast. <laughs> That's uh shots fired at Jacob Levine and Pat Roach. Uh, so we'll let him know that. Uh, I haven't seen them we'll comment put... as much as I have or share as much as I have. Okay, maybe Pat You know Roach. what? Sponsor yeah, no. but but honestly, <laughs> but honestly, we'll just put we'll just put one of our biggest fans on the <laughs> description of the episode and just see and just see. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, you're the best. Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> Guys, this has been the Ponytails Podcast. We've been with Angie Quinones. Uh, what a cool, cool uh, career. What a fantastic human being. And I am very happy to have had you on the show. Thank you so much for being on here. Make sure you guys, if you guys like what you heard, make sure you guys go follow our Instagram. Go uh, like us on Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Uh, give us a subscribe on that YouTube, you know, hit subscribe if you're watching this on youtube give us a review if you're listening on apple Podcasts or spotify support us that way you don't have to do it financially although you can there is a way that you can join our stable uh and become a paid fan there's a bunch of other perks that come with that it's not free we're not asking for free money of course there's perks for you for supporting us and so hopefully if you guys have more questions about that again go to our website ponytailspodcast.com but if you're wondering hey how can i support without giving you money Oh, that's great too. That's actually probably even better, honestly. Just go like things, share things, comment on things. Tell people that you know. Tell people about what we're doing. Be like Angie. If everybody was more like Angie in the world, then the world would be a better place. So be more like mm -hmm. Angie. Hell yeah. <laughs> on that note, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye.